Hey, some big sports news today. The U.S. beat Iran 1-0 to advance to the next round of the World Cup. Yes! USA! When asked how they beat Iran, the U.S. coach said, we found their secret game plan in a box at Mar-a-Lago. Wow, that, everything is a uh, Trump, boy, that, that is Trump derangement syndrome on LSD. These people can't get over it, can they? Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Wah, wah, wah. What a clown car of hypocrisy, the uh, Democrat Party. Anybody watch the uh, big soccer game yesterday? I, uh, I actually watched the big soccer game. I, I can't say that I've ever watched a complete World Cup soccer game before in my life, but I, I did. I went home and, uh, you know, safely ensconced in the comfort of my living room with the Jumbotron, I put on the big soccer game. And I kept waiting for somebody to score, you know, because there's been a lot of this, hey, another exciting 0-0 tie stuff going on. Uh, very well played, another 0-0 uh, thing. And yesterday, it was, uh, they, they broke the mold. It was 1-0. The, uh, <laughs> the excitement is boundless. Uh, however, it was pretty, it was, uh, it was an exciting game, I've got to say. And at the end of the game, it looked like the uh, Iranians were going to come back and, and at least uh, tie it up and, and they didn't. Uh, and uh, it was a, a great victory for the United States of America, USA. The American fans in the, uh, in the crowd, uh, very tame, very tame. The uh, players very well behaved. I didn't see an awful lot of uh, international sportsmanship going on after the, uh, the soccer match was over with. And, and I'm a little concerned for the Iranian players, you know, because now they have to go home. And they staged a little bit of a protest themselves by not singing the national anthem the first game out and uh, very lackluster uh, participation in their own national anthem yesterday. And I'm because they live under a tyrannical regime, which Joe Biden has little to nothing to say about. Uh, they could be in danger. Their families have been threatened by the regime uh, and now they have to go home and they have bad guys. Uh, heading the country, you know, and it's uh, it's long past time the bad guys got kicked out of that country, and it's long past time also that the president of the United States and the leader of the free world, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, started to speak up on behalf of the people of Iran. You know, the latest report is that there have been 488. That's, uh, I think it's the Telegraph in uh, Great Britain with the latest story, and I went looking for the numbers today because a couple of days ago it was 300 citizens murdered by the regime there in protest, and uh, then it was uh, 400, uh, and uh, then I think 440-something yesterday, and this morning I looked it up in 488 people murdered in the protest because, you know, they murdered a young woman for not wearing her, her head covering properly. And uh, because they're tyrants, they're medieval tyrants from a medieval hell. They are the Islamic revolution. And, of course, you may recall that the uh, Obama-Biden administration became their number one source of funds so they could carry on the Islamic revolution and continue to do things like, you know, blow up the Jewish center in Buenos Aires, Argentina, because they couldn't sleep at night in Tehran 
knowing that there were Jews shooting pool in Buenos Aires at the Jewish Community Center. So they had to blow it up. It's a horrible, terrible regime. And now these uh, the soccer team, they've got to go home. And I was saying to my best girl yesterday, I hope they don't end up hanging upside down from cranes in town squares, as the regime has been known to do in the past. Uh, for example, to uh, gay people or allegedly gay people. They hang them from cranes, and it's not a good regime. And our regime is not uh, very good either because uh, I got to I gotta say, uh, the president of the United States and the leader of the free world, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, is uh, obligated, I believe, to um, represent free people and people striving for freedom everywhere on the planet Earth. We're the United States of America. And when people are being beaten and brutalized and killed by oppressive regimes, the president of the United States is supposed to speak up about it. But uh, the current president, uh, who voted for him anyway? Raise your hand, Maroon. And uh, the current president is not up to the task. And he should be speaking up on behalf of, they should be talking about the safety of this uh, soccer team. He should be talking about China. And, uh, boy, there's a lot to say about China. You know, Apple, the, uh, they make phones and things. I have uh, two Apple products in front of me right now. I wish that I didn't today. This is a company that is, uh, uh, boy, I guess they're just uh, commies in disguise. They're billionaire commies, and they love slavery. Uh, Apple loves slavery should be their slogan because they are cutting off lines of communication between protesters in China so that uh, the, the, the Apple is helping the communist, the Chinese Communist Party to put down the insurrection. It was our last caller yesterday, wasn't it? Our last caller uh, that uh, got in just under the wire yesterday said, you know, is what's going on in China? Is that is that an insurrection? Uh, and how about Iran? Is that an insurrection? Yeah, those are those are definitely those are real insurrections. And uh, interestingly, you've got all these left wing companies that pretend to be so woke. It's really a dumb word, isn't it? But they pretend to be so woke when it comes to you know uh, 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 transgender training for kindergartners in Florida and things. And, and the Disney Corporation, which continues to baffle. Uh, and uh, Apple, you know, lefty, obviously a lefty corporation run by lefties. And apparently they're much more left than we thought because they're handmaidens to the Communist Party, brutalizing, jailing, doubtless killing uh, many of their own subjects. They're not citizens. They're not free enough to be citizens. They've been disarmed. They've been disarmed in Iran, too. So, uh, you know, this is the way oppressive regimes like it. And, you know, Joe Biden wants to ban semi-automatic guns, like practically every pistol that people buy today, and what he calls assault rifles, which will turn out to be every long gun. Remember his whole buy a shotgun thing? Buy a shotgun. What a maroon. So we've got, uh, we've got that going. A couple of the big topics today. Uh, Iran, China. And the Democrat Party and their allies in corporate America, you know, Mussolini's definition of fascism, the marriage between the state and uh, corporate leadership, corporate entities, and that's what we have in the United States today. So it fits Mussolini, Benito Mussolini, you know him, the Italian fascista, Il Duce. Uh, and uh, I'm going like this, you know, got to crush your arms and stick your jaw out, tilt your head back like uh, Mussolini. 
uh, and uh, what we have today in America, the Democrat Party and their information oligarch allies. And they prove again and again that they're not on the side of democracy. They're not on the side of Western values. They're not on the side of the Enlightenment. They're here to undo all of that in the name of uh, a new variation on the old authoritarianism. And, uh, boy, they try to crush free speech here through Twitter and Facebook. They corrupted the 2020 election uh, by way of information dominance. And, uh, and now I'm watching this go. And I'll tell you, Ron DeSantis came out, Governor of Florida, who was uh, almost gunned down by that Bernie Sanders volunteer at the, on the baseball field. And uh, Ron DeSantis was on the Tucker Carlson program on the Fox News Channel last night, and he talked about Apple and their corruption, how they've, they've, uh, they've disabled AirDrop. You familiar with this uh, app? Is that an app? It's a function, uh, and I, I use it with my best girl frequently enough. It bypasses the network and allows you to move information from phone to phone. And because the communists in China, while brutalizing and oppressing their population, are uh, trying to put down this insurrection, uh, Apple is helping by disabling airdrop, which is what they've been using, the protesters. And then we've got uh, Kabul Kirby. You remember Kabul Kirby, who lied to us like like Saddam Hussein's spokesman about what was going on in the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan under Joe Biden and the Democrats. And now he's Comrade Kirby, because Comrade Kirby is now stepping up and, well, we're, you know, as a come see, come saw, it's a, we're for peaceful protest, you know, like the looting and rioting from coast to coast by the Democrats that went on after St. George of Floyd and, uh, you know, with the meth and the and the fentanyl in his uh, system. Uh, I've also got uh, fentanyl news for you today because Joe Biden and the Democrats like to see more fatal drug overdoses in the United States of America with the fentanyl coming from communist China by way of merry old Mexico, courtesy of the cartels. And Joe Biden is the best friend of the cartels, best friend of communist China. Uh, Kabul Kirby, now comrade Kirby, um, doing a basically spin for the Chinese Communist Party, the National Security Council spokesmodel, Kabul Kirby, now retired one-star admiral, U.S. Navy retired, and uh, he's on the television all over the place, not as much as Anthony Fauci, who's still there. Today they've got a, the Washington Post, they've got, they've got Fauci doing a live interview with them on their online streaming thing, because everybody wants to be in TV, I guess. So they've got a half-page ad in the Washington Post today that uh, Anthony Fauci is going to be on with them to uh, say whatever he's going to say. You know, that's probably the opposite of what he said yesterday. I'm showing Michael Piercy. It's actually more than a half-page ad because um, Fauci, you know, Fauci, Fauci. So we got this. We got uh, Nanny Pelosi, another objective documentary film being done for HBO uh, about Nancy Pelosi by her daughter, by her daughter, because... We're Sovietizing the United States of America. This is a little closer to North Korea in this case. Uh, But HBO is yet another uh, propaganda outlet for the Democrat Party. Bill Maher and Nancy Pelosi's documentary uh, directed by Alexandra Pelosi. That ought to be a nice objective take on on, uh, Nanny Pelosi. 
Look for the truth in that one on HBO. Thanks, HBO. Uh, Ni hao, as they say in Beijing. You people, can I just say? Uh, And the United Nations uh, shot across the bow that words can be weapons. Who did we have? We had a Democrat member of Congress uh, just yesterday talking about how words can break bones because, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but, um, you know, names will never hurt me. But the, uh, the Democrats, they've checked out on uh, these old things. And, of course, it was Sheila Jackson Lee who has been really a serious mental case for decades and keeps being sent back to Congress by uh, mental case voters called Democrats. Let me just say this, uh, Reverend Sharpton. It is uh, very well documented Sharpton. that words nowadays can actually... Uh, break your bones. Yeah, Words have well. generated violence. We've seen that well since the former president of the United States generated his first remark, beat him up, I'll pay for your lawyers. Yeah. And yeah. violence has been generated yeah. by words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, now the United Nations, see, the left is always on the same page and they don't believe in free speech or the First Amendment or the Bill of Rights. And that means the Democrat Party today and the American media, which lives by the First Amendment, Uh, And they're looking to drown the First Amendment in the bassinet. Uh, U.N. faces pushback against assertion that, quote, words can be weapons. This is uh, setting the table to deprive you of free speech. Sheila Jackson Lee is dangerously stupid and a member of Congress, a Democrat in good standing, because uh, pretty remarkable stuff. So we've got... Uh, The First Amendment under threat, the Second Amendment, Joe Biden banning semi-automatic weapons, practically every pistol, and what he calls assault weapons, that'll turn out to be practically every rifle. Um, In China, uh, the Chinese Communist Party has already established a gun-free zone called China so they can brutalize their population all they like. In Iran, gun-free zone. In Cuba, gun-free zone. And uh, that means it's not a tyrant-free zone. It's a free zone for tyrants. But it is a uh, free person free zone. We've got, uh, we've got a lot. The Democrat Party is not on our side. Pretty amazing stuff. Christy Nome in uh, South Dakota has banned TikTok because that is a Chinese tool. And uh, they're spying on anybody that has TikTok on their phones. In fact, we had uh, audio last week from a member of Congress saying you should not only get rid of TikTok off your phone if you had it on your phone, you should get a new phone. That's how insidious the commies are when it comes to uh, TikTok. We've got uh, we got that. We got Kevin McCarthy today. A little bit of Kevin McCarthy. He had some fun with the press at the White House yesterday as well. Um, and uh, turns turns out daylight saving time is racist. We've got racist daylight saving time. Democrats love Satan but hate God, uh, and that's why they support the regimes in Iran and China. And don't speak up for freedom-loving people everywhere. We are at 888-630-9625. Yeah, well, good, good luck with that one. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Okay, uh, we are back. Freedom of speech is under assault in the United States. We expect that in communist China and from the communists at the UN uh, and obviously in Iran, but uh, not in the United States, except today the Democrat Party is not democratic and and they're not on our side. 
but with that said, they do hire a lot of really bizarro transgender, gender fluid people to uh, uh, seize important government positions. And and with that, we talked about one yesterday. With that, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Jim calling from St. Paul, Minnesota, where they've got a uh, an airport there, um, uh, MSP. Hey, Jim, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, before your show came on, our local news on the radio came on, and they talked about this story. Uh, Sam, I think it's Sam Britton is his name. And apparently the bag that he stole was like a $3,000 designer bag, first of all. He targeted this person or he targeted the, the prize. Right. But they, start, they started using his preferred pronoun on the story and I almost spit out my coffee I did <laughs> and while and and while while the you know the the report is going on I'm just complete my my mind couldn't comprehend what what was happening in the story so I was you know it just it just it just threw me off so bad and it's like I, I wonder how these people get through the day having a simple conversation when they're when they're forced to use these pronouns how do, you, how do you get anything? No wonder our the left is so screwed up. It's it just it's just amazing. It is just amazing. I, I, and what Jim is talking about is this non-binary Biden administration nuclear official at the Department of Energy that stole a woman's luggage. He's a guy who says he's non-binary, like the mass murderer at the uh, gay club in Colorado Springs. He stole a uh, a piece of luggage worth more than two thousand three hundred dollars. Didn't fly with any luggage, got off the plane, went to the luggage carousel, ripped the luggage tag off of someone else's luggage, and stole the bag. And now your local news is calling uh, this person, uh, Sam Brinton, calling this person, what, they, them, I guess, which is multiple people. This is The Chris Plant Show. Well, uh, Joe Biden runs quite a quite a ship here in Washington, D.C., and the Democrats, they have this non-binary person who shaves his head and has a mustache and says that he's neither a man nor a woman, and he's in charge of, uh, you know, nuclear weapons being dropped on your neighborhood. He's not really, but he's in charge of nuclear waste at the Energy Department, and the Energy Department is actually in charge of maintaining the nuclear weapons in the United States of America. You think, no, the military. Well, actually, the Department of Energy maintains the weapons. Uh, then the you know, military has them, but uh, it's, it's the government. Don't ask. Non-binary Biden nuclear official charged with stealing woman's $2,325 bag that is a uh, piece of luggage, right? And it's a pretty extraordinary story. The Biden administration employed one of the federal government's first gender non-binary officials accused of stealing a traveler's luggage from the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport in September. Now, we, of course, didn't find out about this until a couple of days ago because uh, information dominance, corrupt Democrat Party, corrupt media, they dovetail. We live in a corrupt culture. 
Sam Brinton is the person's name. Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition at the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy was uh, charged with a felony theft after allegedly snatching a Vera Bradley suitcase. You ever hear of a Vera Bradley suitcase? Have you ever heard of a Vera Bradley? You have? Oh, sorry, Jasmine's heard of it. See, she's, uh, she's a little fancier than me and Michael, though. And uh, Vera Bradley, because it's very fancy. The suitcase is worth $2,325. And this guy, who dresses like a woman very often, and there are pictures of him with uh, people dressed up in bondage, discipline, harnesses on their hands and knees with dog heads on them. And he is standing there in some kind of dominatrix outfit, abusing them with a whip or something. And, you know, this is all perfectly normal when you're a Democrat. So uh, this guy stole the $2,300 bag, Minneapolis-St. Paul, went down to the baggage carousel and uh, was traveling without luggage, was traveling without luggage at all. And and so that's how, you know, that's a clue, right? And um, and now uh, Brinton no, went down to the baggage carousel, no luggage, traveling with no luggage, sees this bag, recognizes that it as a very expensive bag. Jasmine, you'd recognize this bag on the baggage carousel, and you'd say, oh, that's an... See, Jasmine would. I wouldn't. And, um, and uh, he went up to it, and he ripped off removed the baggage tag, the luggage tag with the actual owner's name on it, stole the luggage, went back to a hotel, went to a hotel from the airport, and, uh, I don't know, started dressing up in somebody else's clothes, doing what? What is, the, what is the thing with that? It's completely insane. Now, Brinton uses the uh, they, them pronouns, probably multiple personality disorder issue or something like that, was captured on surveillance video, uh, grabbing the luggage and removing the ID tag, identifying the actual owner, the legal filings state. They, meaning he, uh, were, meaning was, later seen using, this is one of the problems with this they, them thing, because you're only talking about um, one person. So you have to say they is, but instead what they're doing here is saying they were, as though he is multiple people because they're dismantling the English language in an Orwellian fashion that even George Orwell had not anticipated. They were, meaning he was, later seen using the Vera Bradley suitcase on at least two occasions while traveling to Washington, D.C. on September 18th and October 9th. Now, again, this is some time ago, but when you're a non-binary, shaved-head, mustachioed, man dressed as a woman working in the Biden administration's nuclear fuel um, Department of Energy office. Uh, Apparently, you get a deal. The FBI did not show up with a team of 20 and a battering ram in a pre-dawn raid because, you know, the FBI has been corrupted by the Democrat Party. Brinton initially denied stealing the suitcase, naturally. Uh, what uh, What else would it be, honestly? Denied stealing the suitcase. But later claimed they, meaning he, took it by mistake and still had it in there, meaning his possession. Okay? So he, um, he said, oh, I took it by mistake. Again, traveling without luggage, went to the baggage carousel, removed the tag of the actual owner's name. And then he said, like a five-year-old trying to get out of stealing something from mommy, said, oh, it was a mistake. If I had taken the wrong bag, I'm happy to return it. 
But I don't have any clothes for another individual, Brinton first told the officer. It was my clothes when I opened the bag. It was like a magic trick. It was, I've seen, the, I've seen ma- magicians do that sort of thing. Here's your luggage with your stuff in it. And then when I open it, it's my stuff. Isn't that amazing? Except he's obviously a psychopath because, you know, and with the brain of a five-year-old. Uh, clothes when I open it were my clothes. Sure. Brinton called the officer back two hours after their first conversation and confessed to not being, quote, completely honest, end quote. They, meaning he, said they, he, accidentally grabbed the wrong bag at the luggage carousel due to exhaustion. You have to be careful because exhaustion and stress can lead to blood clots and stroke and heart attacks. We read that from the Department of uh, the National Institutes of Health uh, yesterday or day before yesterday. It was yesterday. And that is one of the most amazing government documents I've seen. Honestly, George Orwell is just uh, looking uh, at us today and saying, I, I underestimated the problem because our government is like North Korea now. Honestly, that if you didn't hear it yesterday, the National In- Institutes of Health put out a thing finally at long last confessing that people who are vaccinated a short time after are experiencing blood clots like Al Roker, strokes, um, we're going to have to look into a whole panoply of people that had strokes. How about after January 6th, the next day, uh, 42-year-old U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick died of a stroke. The Democrats have made up all kinds of lies about that. And uh, now we've got to look and see, was he vaccinated with the mRNA? Because now NIH admits the Moderna, which I got, um, the Moderna vaccines. Because now they admit that people are having strokes, heart attacks, blood clots. And, and they say, but it's caused by the stress that was induced by anti-vaxxers saying that people who were vaccinated were having heart attacks, strokes, uh, and blood clots. See? But now uh, the National Institutes of Health, they put out a statement saying that's caused by anti-vaxxers spreading lies about people having strokes, heart attacks, and blood clots. And that's causing people to have strokes, heart attacks, and blood clots. That's actually what the NIH said in an actual statement. Did we print that out? Because they're going to make that disappear. They're going to make that vanish in this Orwellian hell that the left is creating here. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And all of this is perfectly normal. Perfectly normal, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm telling you. Your Democrat Party. We've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of uh, Democrat madness on the on the docket today. Um, the New York Times has a story. Speaking of uh, bad medical advice, how would you feel about a one hundred year old doctor? That's the that's their headline. How would you feel about a one hundred year old doctor? I don't know. Are there any one hundred year old doctors? <laughs> you know, I guess there are one hundred year old people who are doctors. And uh, the New York Times is pitching. Yesterday, the Washington Post was pitching eating insects as a way of life, bugs and insects as your primary source of protein because, you know, you know what we're talking about here, these guys. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We've got an 80-year-old president. It's true. We've got an 80-year-old president. Huh? Huh? Abe Simpson over here <laughs> living in the White House. All right. Um, we got Amtrak Joe. You know, the 
the economy is about to shut down again. And uh, Joe Biden, remember, he was given full credit before the midterm elections for preventing the rail strike. You remember this? Now the threat of the rail strike is back because it was all a lie. And it was a lie that was created by way of collusion between the unions, you know, uh, and the Democrats, the unions and the Democrats, the Democrats and the unions, and, uh, and the news media who lied to us about, you remember on 60 Minutes, 60 Minutes, they had Scott Pelley, Scott Pelley of 60 Minutes, who was worshiping Joe Biden for being so great. Mr. President, I voted for you twice. You are so great. You saved us again and our economy from a rail strike. Your magnificence will be remembered forever. Mr. President, you have just averted a nationwide railroad strike that would have been crippling to the economy. How did you do that? And what a great question. What were those last hours like in the negotiations? Gosh, you're neat. Uh, can I be more like you? May I touch the hem of your garment? Well, uh, guess what? Uh, and, and all the headlines were like that. Yahoo News um, from September 15th. What was the date on that one? September 15th also. And the headline was Amtrak Joe, in quotation marks, averts rail strike with last minute deal after months of negotiation. Yay, Captain Ramius has scared the Americans out of the water. This is, you know, the, the hero worship. Well, guess what? Guess what today's news is? Today's news is that uh, the rail strike is uh, back and really it was all just a fraud leading up to the midterm elections to make Joe Biden look like a hero with the collusion of the union leadership, the corrupt union leadership who get fat and funnel millions to the Democrats. Then the Democrats kowtow and pander. And Joe Biden, his whole negotiation has fallen apart. So now he's passed the buck to Congress where uh, if it fails, they'll blame the Republicans. See how this works? This is how it goes. Uh, but he got full credit on the lead-up to Election Day. You know, there was, and all the layoffs that came from all the Democrat corporations immediately after Election Day. Tens of thousands of layoffs. Big jobs. High-paying jobs. Tens of thousands. And um, they waited because they're Democrat Party allies. You know, like LGBTQIAA. One of the A's is allies. And the Democrat allies at Twitter and Facebook and the unions and in uh, schools and the teachers' unions and uh, academia and beyond. Uh, the uh, A, one of the A's is, uh, is allies. We should come up with a new, um, you know, long-form abbreviation for the Democrat Party and their, their many allies. Could be too long. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Marco calling from Springfield, Virginia. Marco, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Call. Hey, Marco. Hey, uh, I had a. Uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, by the way. Thank you. And uh, I just want to comment on Brinton. Uh, you know, he's on leave. Obviously, he's being paid with government uh, with our tax dollars. But I think since he has been convicted and will be convicted of a felony, that means he loses his security clearance, which means he should be fired immediately. I mean, this is just one of the reasons why he should be fired immediately. And I want to clarify these pronoun things instead of them they. He, what, whatever, just start referring to those people as it. Oh, that's one of the options. That's in San Francisco. I read the list because they want to give free checks to transgender and non-binary people in San Francisco of $1,200 a month. 
and they asked a very, very, very long list of options mm -hmm. for what uh, you use to identify yourself, and it is one of them. Also, uh, yeah. gender beep, gender F word <laughs> is one of them. Gender beep is one of the identities that you can use and become eligible for 1200 a month. You know, I was watching uh, Fox last night, and I saw some of the pictures of him when his uh, domination stuff, and I, I'm, I'm still trying to get the um, the barf uh, taste out of my mouth from saying that stuff. It's like, this guy's a nutcase. What is he doing in the cabinet? And then I guess if you want to get to uh, uh, admirals that are uh, like uh, Cabo Kirby there, isn't Rachel Levine, isn't she a one, isn't it a one-star admiral? Uh, I don't know why, but nonetheless... You're talking about health and human services. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, right. Uh, yeah, and this uh, Sam uh, Brinton person, you're right, has... Um, now, you've had a security clearance in your lifetime, have you? Absolutely. And if, if I lost that, I would have lost my job. So, uh, you know, this is nonsense. I don't know where he finds these people. It's almost like the, it's... Uh, it's, it's they're looking for people like that. Oh, of course I can they understand are. Differences of opinion. Oh, yeah, that's differences right. Of opinion, yes. But uh, you have to work alongside these people. How do you do that? Uh, bigot, racist. You're fired. See, you've lost your yeah. security clearance because you said that. That's that's the world that the Democrats have created. It's crazy, honestly, Chris. I I am starting to really worry about the future of this country. It's going to be a long two years. And I don't know where this stops, but, you know, got kids, got grandkids, and I'm really worried about their future. You can't say anything. You don't know what they're learning in school. You don't know who's teaching them. You don't know who's watching them. Uh, it's it's pretty sad. You, you know? don't know who's um, grooming them. And, you, don't, you don't know who's, uh, honestly. Um, yeah, this, exactly. the left is here. You know, there is, uh, Marco, there's the number two editorial in the Washington Post today, free speech on trial. And uh, there is a guy there named Jimmy Lai who's uh, facing life in prison for free speech violations. You know, we used to be, as you know, Marco, we used to be the island of sanity in the world. And um, we were the keepers of the flame on free speech, on, on freedom, on human liberty. But now the Democrat Party is closer on the political spectrum to Putin and Xi Jinping than they, than they are to John F. Kennedy. Let's use John F. Kennedy. Because uh, we, we might have a John F. Kennedy soundbite for you today, too. Uh, Marco, thank you. You are not alone. And it is, I got to tell you, it's time for the, like, a revolution of the normal. We need a normal revolution. We have T-shirts, Remember Normal T-shirts and coffee mugs. Because, you know, I saw this coming quite some time ago. At the Chris Plant store, go to chrisplant.com. Michael's wearing his mostly peaceful T-shirt today. As a matter of fact, he's got a red, mostly peaceful T-shirt on today. Thank you, Marco. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Little Bodhisattva. New York City to remove mentally ill people from streets against their will. How about from government agencies and departments? The New York Times uh, is putting out a propaganda press release for the Democrat mayor of New York City, who is a complete failure and a disaster. 
People being thrown in front of subway trains on an almost daily basis, I think, by crazy people. And they downplay it. It all gets swept under the rug. You know, the media and the Democrats. We used to have laws about vagrancy and indigency. And then there's the, uh, the you know, the epidemic, the pandemic of mentally ill people on the streets and certainly major cities everywhere acting to address what they call a crisis we see all around us. Toward the end of a year that has seen a string of high-profile crimes involving homeless people, Mayor Eric Adams' complete disaster announced a major push on Tuesday in people in front of subway cars to remove people with severe untreated mental illness from the city's streets and subways. Hey, why didn't I think of that? And uh, he said, he was uh, asked about it yesterday, the local news media, uh, they're all on it. That is just so irresponsible that we know that this person is about to probably go off the edge and harm someone, but we're going to wait until it happens. They say Mr. Uh, uh, Adams, who has made clearing homeless encampments a priority since taking office in January, that's a giant lie by the New York Times propaganda. Tomorrow is December. He took office in January. Uh, For Democrats following along, that is almost a year. And um, he hasn't done anything. But yesterday he held a a press conference. And um, they said they're going to fill up the hospitals with uh, mentally ill homeless people. The hospitals, of course, are not equipped to deal with that. So they're setting up the next calamity, the next disaster. And the New York Times gives them full credit for victory. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.